0: This morning to Matthew chapter 28, Matthew chapter 28, we'll start reading right at the first verse maybe we could stand for the reading of God's word. Now after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning, and his clothing as white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him. And became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen as he said, Come, see the place where the Lord lay. And so quickly, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And indeed, he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to bring his disciples' word. Heavenly Father, we ask that you add your blessing to the reading of the word. And right now we seek for the anointing of the Holy Spirit to rest upon each of us We pray, God, that as we go into this Easter message, that we see the all-importance that without Easter, there would be no salvation. May we see just how much the resurrection means. May you open our hearts and our minds and our understanding. May the anointing rest upon this preacher in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. First day of the week, as it began to dawn, the beginning of a new day the beginning of a new era, the beginning of a new covenant, the beginning of new hope, a new future, no longer under the law, but under grace. Easter morning gives us a new verification of the divinity of Christ. Jesus said, I lay down my life, that I might take it up again. No man takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have the power to lay it down, and I have the power to take it again. John 10, verses 17 and 18. I want you to just think for a minute with me. What if there had been no resurrection? What if after all that took place in Jerusalem, the crucifixion, the scourging, the ridicule, after all of that, there had been no resurrection. It would have left everyone just a little bit empty. Turn with me to Matthew 20. Matthew 20 in verse 17. Then Jesus, going up to Jerusalem, took the twelve disciples aside on the road and said to them, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be betrayed to the chief priests and to the scribes, and they will condemn him to death and deliver him to the Gentiles to mock and to scourge and to crucify and the third day, he will rise again. In verse 28 of our text, it says, as he has said. He is not here, he has risen, as he has said. Praise God! Jesus is who he said he was. He is now the risen Savior. And we have a new hope. This resurrection confirms the word. Everything had led up to the crucifixion. But now, everything is confirmed by the fact that God raised Jesus from the dead. Turn with me to Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. Verse 3, it says, Concerning his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who was born of the seed of David according to the flesh and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness. How? By the resurrection from the dead. That's how we know he was the Son of God. That's how we know he is who he said he was. He said, I have the power to lay my life down, and I have the power to take it again. There's a lot of people that's made all kinds of claims, but this was not just any person and it was not just any claim. It was a claim of divinity and the resurrection confirmed it. Without the resurrection, how could we believe in any of the rest that is written here in, these, in this book? If he did not rise from the dead, then what are we here in this church for this morning? If he did not rise from the dead, why do we celebrate Easter? If he did not rise from the dead, there's many things that would... Uh, would uh, be better for us to do than to be sitting here in a church. But praise God, he has risen. Hallelujah! Easter morning gives us new vigor for evangelism and evangelistic preaching. I turn on over to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Chapter 15, verse 3, Paul says, I deliver to you first of all that which I also received that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. That he was seen by Cephas, then the twelve. After that, he was seen by over five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remains to the present, but some have fallen asleep. After that, he was seen by James, then by all the apostles, then last of all, he was seen by me also. As one born out of due time. I don't think that there would be any doubt in our mind this morning that an accident had taken place on the corner of Fall Street and Cayuga if we had two or three witnesses in here that had witnessed it. And yet we have here Over 500 people at one time who saw Jesus after he rose from the dead. Can there be any doubt that Jesus rose from the dead? These people would live out the rest of their lives and they would give their own lives in the belief that he was alive. In Acts 4 and 2, Peter and John were arrested. Why were they arrested? They were arrested because they preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. In Acts 17 and 32, the Athenians mocked Paul when he proclaimed the resurrection. In Acts 4 and 33, it says, With great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. And if, in 1 Corinthians 15 here, if you go on down, to verse 14, please, and if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is vain, and your faith is also vain. Yes, and we are found false witnesses of God. Imagine that. All these people down through the centuries being false witnesses of God. Because why? Because We have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he did not raise up, if, in fact, the dead do not rise. For if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. You are still in your sin. But, but, praise God, he has risen. We now have forgiveness for our sins. Hallelujah. I have eternal life through Jesus Christ. I have a hope this morning that one day I'm going to see Jesus face to face. Oh, what a day that's going to be when my Jesus I shall see when I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace, what a day, glorious day, that's going to be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everything depends on the fact that Christ rose from the dead. This is at the very basis of everything else that we teach and believe. Easter morning gives us new vitality to Christian life. It says here in our text, in verse 8, it says, They departed quickly from the tomb. With fear and great joy. Not just joy, but great joy. Only just a few hours before. You can almost feel the discouragement as they watch their Lord and Savior being hung on a cross. you can feel the heaviness the fear the trembling and now it says with great joy hallelujah john 20, 20 says the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the lord That's in the New International Version. Believers now are guaranteed of being justified before God. Romans chapter four, verse twenty four. but also for us. Uh, Let me back up a little bit. Now it is not written for his sake, talking about Abraham, alone that it was imputed to him, but also for us. Why was it imputed to him? Because of his faith, right? It was imputed to him. Now it is not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but also for us. It shall be imputed to us who believe in him who raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered up because of our offenses and was raised. Why? Because of our justification. When Jesus was raised, it was for the purpose of justifying us as well. Hallelujah. Chapter 8 of Romans, verse 33. I love these verses here. Who shall bring anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died, and furthermore, is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, nor peril, nor sword, as it is written? For your sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nothing can separate us from the love of God that was in Christ Jesus. Jesus justifies us. We are as if we have never sinned. Jesus, when he was raised from the dead, brought about that justification. God is now justified in forgiving us our sins because Jesus bled and died in our place. And the proof that God accepted that sacrifice is that he raised him from the dead. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have a new vitality because we have a new hope. Hallelujah. Praise God. 1st Peter 1 Peter, chapter 1 and verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope. How? Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Because he lives... I shall live also. That's my hope. Because the grave could not hold Jesus Christ, I believe that I am not going to be held in the grave either. That same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is going to quicken our mortal body. be like him because we shall see him as he really is oh hallelujah he who believes in me will live even though he dies Jesus said turn on over to first John chapter 5 in verse 11 and this is the testimony that god has given us eternal life and this life is in the, in his son he who has the son has life and he who has who does not have the son of god does not have life These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know, that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. How many here this morning know beyond any shadow of a doubt that you have eternal life. That if you were to die this moment, you'd go to be with Jesus in heaven. No doubt in your mind whatsoever, you are persuaded that because he's alive, you're going to live also. How many is persuaded of that? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, not all people have that that assurance. Praise God. I, I don't know how I could face another day if I didn't have that kind of assurance in my life. But not all people have that assurance. I've seen Christians that's gone to church for years On again, off again. Am I saved? Am I not saved? Wavering. Never coming to to grips with the question. Am I saved or am I not saved? And there's some people that just have never known. My mother... was in the hospital. She was getting along in years and I wasn't, I wasn't quite sure whether she would make it through this operation or not. She'd had several operations. And I wanted to make sure that I got to see her before she died, if she didn't make it through. So I went home to see her and I went up to the hospital room and, and uh, she just, you know, she was, she was sure that she was going to be all right because she had Jesus in her heart and everything was going to be all right. If she died, hallelujah. If she lived, glory to God. She just, you know. And there was a little old lady in the bed next to her, 90 years old. And my sister Betty is a Pentecostal, Assembly of God person. In fact, she's probably more responsible than anyone else for me being here this morning. It was her prayers, by the way. If you've got sisters that are praying for you, look out. She went up to the hospital room with me and she went over to this 90 year old woman and she said, what are you in here for? She told her. She said, well, that's pretty serious. Do you know that if you were to die that you would go to heaven and have eternal life? The woman said, Well, I'm not sure. I've gone to church all my life. but and... No, I'm not sure. So I was, I was there with my mother talking yet, and my sister said, So I walked over, and I listened to what had been said, and I opened the Bible up, and I read those verses that I just got done reading to you. he who has the son has life and he who does not have the son of god does not have life these things are written to you and i told i looked at the lady and i said they're written for you who believe in the name of the son of god that he may know that you may know that you have eternal life She said, you know what? I never read that. I said, "Do you know what? If you believe in Jesus Christ, you have life. I said, have you ever asked Jesus into your heart and into your life? She said, no. I said, would you like to do it right now? And big tears come to her eyes and she said, yes. And so my sister and this lady and myself prayed the sinner's prayer together. And afterwards she had a big smile come across her face. And then she said, you know what? She said, I worked as a housekeeper for a priest for 40 years. And he never once told me that I could know I had eternal life. Well, I'm here to tell you this morning, you can know that you have eternal life. Because he lives, you can live also. These things are written that you may know that you have eternal life. There's people in here this morning who've made trips to the altar before. And they've said, Jesus, come into my heart. But they really had no faith in what they were saying. Maybe they were pressured into it. I don't know. But you know how you can know that you have eternal life? Because His Spirit will bear witness with your spirit that you are now the Son of God. You can look at the Word, and the Word will will come alive in your heart. You know that you have eternal life. And yet there's people here this morning that have never Taking that step of faith. And I'm going to open up the altar here this morning, and if you would just like me to pray that prayer with you, that you might know that you have eternal life, that you can walk out of here and say, On Easter 1991, I was born again in the Spirit of God. I'm a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You can walk in the newness of life and be assured that if anything happens, you've got eternal life. I don't care if you've said the sinner's prayer before, but this morning, that witnesses to you and you know that you need to be to this altar while everyone else is praying, I want you to just come on up here and let me pray with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let him rise again in your heart. Let him take control of your life. Hallelujah. Maybe you've done it once and you're in a backslidden condition. You know it. And He knows it. This is your chance. If you'll confess your sins unto Him, He's faithful and just to forgive you your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. If you've never asked Jesus into your heart, this is the time to do it. Mom, Dad, you can bring your child right with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just come as you are. Come believing. Come accepting. I know God is speaking to someone in here this morning. I just really sense it deep in my heart. If you're that person, make this the first day of the rest of your life. Pat, would you come to the piano, please? Hallelujah. This is not meant to embarrass you, but he said, if you'll confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father who's in heaven. And we have to do it publicly. That helps us to really make a commitment. Hallelujah. 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 We're going to wait just a couple of more moments. Hallelujah. You know, if God spoke to me as clearly as He's speaking to someone in here this morning, and I didn't respond, I'd be afraid to walk out of this building. There's someone here this morning that God is dealing very strongly with. He said, every knee will bow. There's someone this morning that needs Jesus. Make this a real Easter. Let Jesus arise. Come on right up here and let me pray with you, please. There's at least two, if not more, that are in a backslidden condition. That They know it, and God knows it. And they need to come to this altar, and they're... They're holding back. God's quick to forgive, but you have to ask him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God.